Welcome, everyone, to episode three of the Think, Talk, Create podcast. This is the official podcast of Strategy of Mind. Hi, everyone. I'm Karen Marinella-Hall, Senior Associate at Boston-based Strategy of Mind, which is a global talent development and management consulting firm. And with me here again today, Strategy of Mind co-founders Ryan Steltzer and Dr. David Rendell. Hello, gentlemen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. So the focus of uh, today's episode is this idea of opportunity in the face of this pandemic. And it, it's such a great topic because I, I was just talking to one of my clients earlier this week, and I wanted to share this with both of you. Um, they're putting together their back-to-work strategy, you know, how they're going to get their employees back to work, big tech company here in Greater Boston. And my client is in charge of this work. And he said to me, you know, one of the interesting conversations we're actually having right now is around opportunity. And they're in a reflective mode as well. You know, at the same time that they're planning, they're reflecting and thinking about what is the opportunity that we have as a company now based on what we just went through. Is that something you're seeing out there? I think definitely there's, you know, there's, there's so much upheaval as a result of COVID-19 and so much uncertainty and questioning and, and folks are worried about, you know, never mind next week, just how about tomorrow. But one of the, the silver linings, if it's possible to draw a silver lining from the crisis we're currently experiencing, is the overwhelming amount of opportunity that it presents for businesses, for organizations um, to either emerge in new directions, develop new products or services, for entrepreneurs to come up with new solutions that are going to you know, revolutionize the world that we're about to inherit um, over the coming years. Um, and so opportunity is really a key central feature, I think, that of the of the positive glimmers of hope that we have uh it's that it's this idea that there is there is something that we can look forward to and that we can develop david what are you doing yeah, I, I, I well i i would agree uh, i think most people are aware that you know, jfk popularized the uh the you know the knowledge of the fact that the chinese character for crisis also uh in chinese means opportunity uh, and uh, we don't we don't have that language uh, built into English, but it is important to to think about it at a at a time like this. I've done a lot of thinking, both you know, personal life, professional life, about where the opportunity is that comes out of this. Uh, and we have tens of millions of people who are really suffering and overwhelmed uh, across the country right now who may not be able to get to this point. But I but I hope more and more people will be able to. If you're running a restaurant and you've lost all your business and you dealt with cash flow, it's it's tough right now to see the immediate opportunity. But there may be an opportunity later to you know, reconceptualize the kind of service you'd like to provide. For uh, for many companies, many individuals we're we're speaking with, people are looking to the uh, to the opportunity to <clears throat> either step back and reflect on basic values and strategic vision uh, or to very quickly change change their uh, product or service offering um, to at least stay afloat and um, possibly even become more profitable in time. You, know, you touched on something, David, that kind of struck a chord with me. You, you obviously talked about the people out there who are suffering and aren't in a place to even think about opportunity. And I'm remembering a conversation I had this week um, 
with with a colleague whose business is actually really taking off during this time and doing really well. And she said to me, you know, I'm feeling guilty about that opportunity. And I'm curious from your perspective, what do you make of that? Well, to be perfectly honest and transparent, I've had much of the same uh, reaction about my situation. Um, I'm very fortunate nobody in my, my family uh, is sick. I've gotten much more time with my children than I ever imagined I would at this particular stage of uh, their lives and mine. I've been able to almost seamlessly transition uh, my work as an executive coach and a psychiatrist to a home office online. And it's uh, felt like a real slowdown period in a, in a nice way. I periodically take my blood pressure at home with a cuff at home and uh, it, it's been lower than it's ever been <laughs> in my adult mm. life. Um, and uh, I got to say in, in direct answer to your question, when I read, think, watch the news about what people are suffering, there definitely is a feeling of guilt. Uh, and some wish to, to, you know, to want to do something to contribute in, in some way. Uh, I think that, I think that that's a common reaction that you're, you're describing. Mm. Yeah. And that is something that she's actually doing. She said to me, you know, what I'm doing is, um, having our staff, I'm matching every donation someone on my staff makes. And I'm also, um, sending donations to the local food banks. So she wanted to give back. That was that was one of the things. But then she also said, I think this has changed how I'm going to do business moving forward, too. Yeah, definitely looking around at who are your employees, your colleagues, your neighbors. Can you can you reach out and, and do more, whether it's a financial contribution or um, just being a little bit a little bit kinder to somebody? Um, my, my mother is in her late 70s. She lives in New, in New York uh, by herself. There are many neighbors she's never met, but they've stopped by. They haven't gotten within six feet, but they've rang her doorbell and they said, that, you know, we're going to the supermarket, anything we can get for you. So she's gotten, she's gotten to know her, her neighbors in a way that she never had. Um, mm-hmm. So I think many people, even if they're struggling, are really pausing and being a bit nicer and, and, and more generous. Uh, and that's great in people's personal lives. And, you know, Ryan and I really like to think of, think about this and think about it with you, Karen. Um, how can businesses be kinder and use that, um, that basic human value to grow and make the world a better place and make a profit at the same time? That's really the, the, one of the interesting aspects of opportunity is that, okay, we have the, the financial and the business opportunities that are presented, even nonprofit opportunities that are presented by the crisis. So for example, Karen, you were saying your client is busier than she's ever been and the business is growing and she has this, has this guilt. But um, so with, with that opportunity that she's experiencing from a, from a professional perspective, there is a human opportunity, which is the opportunity for collaboration yeah. and connectivity that might not have existed before. I know in an earlier episode, you know, David mentioned how 
he saw a sign in a window um, thanking the uh, the delivery driver for being an essential worker. So that's just one example of um, sort of disconnected connectivity because they're not necessarily in person, but it is a sign of of togetherness through that um, through the window. Um, but also, you know, this this crisis does present opportunity for human collaboration, especially at work, because now we're going to have to innovate creative ways to stay either afloat or we're going to have to innovate creative ways to um, to to tackle the challenges that lie before us. So what's your take? Do you think that, you know, it, the light switch gets turned back on here in a few weeks, months, however long it's going to take, and do people go back to normal? Or is this just going to start to now be part of the business DNA? Is it just here now? We're looking at it differently. Well, it's interesting. I I don't know that there. So, whenever the light switch gets turned back on, to turn back on in in a month, a, a, a year, two, hopefully not two years, but whenever whenever that switch is 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 flipped, there will be undoubtedly, a, I think, a desire to return to the way things were for a brief period of time. There will be the honeymoon phase where everyone's back in the office doing the rat race, nine to five. We're going to you know, potentially have that desire to go back to, gee, it's great to be here and be and, and, and with the way things once were. But I, I just don't see that sustaining. And we're, we are undoubtedly going to see changes in the way work is done in the way we, you know, we are, do I need to be here from nine to five for 40 hours a week? Can I work from home? Can I attend my kids show? Um, you know, if they have a school play or can I, um, spend some time with them sure. if it's important to them? So, you know, I think how, out of curiosity, is your client able to manage her time better now? Or do, would you say that her time is, 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 is spread even thinner now? I, I think, oh gosh, you know, it depends on the client too, doesn't it? But this particular client feels like she has too much time on her hands right now. <laughs> she's she's going a little stir crazy, to be honest with you. Uh, even though she's busy, yeah. she's got nowhere to go socially, so she's working. And, and that's what's happening with her. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to change moving forward. And I, I, what I said to her was, what do you want to keep? What about this experience do you want to keep moving forward and, and not go do away with? And that was a good conversation. My, my sense is that things are, uh, are really never going to quite go back to, uh, to, <clears throat> to the way they were. Partially, yes. I think for a very long time to come, to come, there are going to be fewer restaurants. There are going to be fewer flights. There's going to be less traffic. Commercial real estate may really suffer. I uh, think I said to Ryan recently, I, don't, I wouldn't want to own a skyscraper right now. Uh, I think companies are going to realize work got done very effectively when people were home. They were less stressed. Not... Uh, not sitting on commuter trains or on clogged highways. Yeah. The air is better quality than it's been for a very long time. I don't know how doctored the photo was, but I saw, you know, before and after photos of Los Angeles. Amazing. Just before and just after. And it's, it's, it's incredibly striking. Yeah. So uh, what um, governments internationally have failed to do about the climate crisis, for example, 
Um, the coronavirus seems to be uh, much much more successful at dealing with climate change. Uh, I think you ask a great question, Karen, that we should really look at what, what do we want to keep out of this if people can work more effectively from home, save an hour or two every day, time to sleep more, exercise more, cook a meal, spend time with their family, not contribute to pollution and the stress uh, out there that so many of us experience running around in our work days, that might be better. The economy will have to change that. Again, that might mean fewer restaurants. It might mean fewer gas stations. There are going to be businesses that suffer. And I, I I think we, you know, we, we can really debate how, how much should the government prop up businesses like that, that, that perhaps are just not going to be part of the future economy. We certainly should be taking care of people so that they can pay their bills and their rent and their mortgage and they can eat. But I think it's really a question about which which businesses to try to save and which ones may with uh with a new world order could you know could could go away. Yeah, and when you go back to this this concept of opportunity, you know, the word itself conveys something very positive, opportunity positive. And what you're describing is Difficult change. Yes, there's opportunity, but with that comes some potentially difficult change. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I look at the things that I've purchased and not purchased in recent times, and what that might mean for you know economies going going forward. Uh, I can say some of what I've been purchasing more of is healthy food. Mm. Uh, things to you know upgrade the kitchen upgrade the home environment there are companies i've given much more money to in recent times because of a changed lifestyle again every company and organization may not be able to quickly retool in that way but the economy is about where people place value stock market is about what people have confidence in as valuable and we should all be stepping back and saying, what do people value the most and what will they value going forward? And that does create opportunities for, uh, for business. Absolutely. I was telling David earlier, we were, we were chatting um, on the phone. And so I, I drive a Prius. All right. So granted, this number might be a little bit lower, but my monthly gas bill for April was $12. <laughs> So, (laughs) I mean, I mean that really think about that for a second. My gas bill for April was twelve dollars. Ordinarily, just to put it in perspective, it's between forty to sixty dollars, depending upon how much driving I'm doing. So, all right, even still, so we have a seventy-five percent reduction in fuel consumption um, this month. Now, what does that mean for the you know for the world moving forward? I don't know, but to David's point. Um, there will definitely be some changes, and you know, when with you, if you open the Wall Street Journal a year ago, oil prices were inadvertently always on page one or yeah, page two. That's right. And maybe that's just not going to be a priority um, in, in the days, weeks, years ahead. Um, and, and so, it really is this opportunity here, uh, as a result of the crisis, to rethink and reorient ourselves to the way in which we engage with the world, um, and particularly, of course, the world of work. And, you know, I think, Karen, you know, what 
your question to your client about what are you going to keep is just a great example of the think talk create process, which you know, which we advocate, which is engaging in active inquiry and and really asking those open-ended questions to yourself. And, um, and I think you know what you demonstrated to to her to this client was that you know you you had you went through the thinking phase and 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 now you're in the talking phase of of this of this active inquiry experience, a- asking open-ended questions to get to a greater understanding as a whole. And, and that's, that's sort of the necessary, um, no pun intended here, but that's, ne- that's the necessary oil in, the, in, in this machine as, um, as we continue to emerge into the 21st century economy, which is now going to be uh, uh, hugely impacted by this pandemic. Yeah. I think one of the great active inquiry questions is uh, the open-ended question to oneself could be, you know, What's valuable to me? What do I want to hold on to from this pandemic experience rather than rushing right back to my life as it was at the beginning of March? And also questions to ask others, including colleagues and business partners. What do you think is going to be most valuable to people a year from now, five, 10 years from now? And this experience has has been profound. And what people value, it may shift a bit. It may shift from a bit away from putting a lot of money into traveling, uh, whether domestically or overseas for big vacations. It may go more into, well, you know, let me upgrade my home. This is a safer place to be. Yeah, I don't want to get stuck in the next pandemic somewhere else. But okay, that doesn't mean a loss of economic activity. It means a shift of economic activity. People still want to work and be active and um engage with each other. I think the companies that are able to look ahead at that and say, let's diversify what we do, the products and services we offer for this new world, those the agile companies like that that can ask, what what are people going to value? I think um, have a huge opportunity right now. You know, I heard a really interesting piece the other day about the flu epidemic of 1918 and and someone pointed out, don't forget, that terrible period of time was followed by the roaring 20s. Do you see the same here yeah. as far as businesses? Well, I don't, we could also look ahead to what the roaring 20s led to. So I think we've got to be careful. And um, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the 20s were fun, but the 30s were not. They were uh, not. <laughs> so... Uh, but it's, I, I mean, it's a great question. I, 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 we're not going to be living in this state forever. Things will re, the stock market will rebound and employment will go back up. I think the real question, which maybe didn't happen in the early 1920s as much as maybe we can do now, is what, what do we really want to value? And yeah. going a little slower with a bit more moderation, um, then, you know, is at least caricatured by the term the Roaring Twenties uh, might be hope. So I think we believe in strong growth, but, you know, smart and moderate sustainable growth uh, hopefully will be, you know, what we're seeing in the, as we move further into the 21st century. Let's hope so. Well, once again, an amazing conversation. Thank you both so much. And thank all of you for listening. We really look forward to seeing you next time. And if you have any questions, any suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover in Think Talk Create in this podcast, always feel free. Email our team, 
It's at coaches at strategyofmind.com. That's coaches, C-O-A-C-H-E-S at strategyofmind.com. Thanks so much. Take care, everyone. You have been listening to the Think Talk Create podcast, the official podcast of Strategy of Mind. To learn more about Karen, Ryan, and David and the work they do, feel free to visit their website, www.strategyofmind.com. Ryan and David's book, Death by Numbers, will be published next year by the Hachette Book Group under the Public Affairs imprint. Thank you for listening.